Hey folks, so before we start this week's episode, I want to apologize for it being late. This was supposed to be the Thanksgiving episode that came out earlier, like a couple weeks ago, but two things happened. Number one, me trying to nab a PS5 and an Xbox became a full-time commitment, and yes, in case you're wondering, I eventually got both of them. Number two, the audio on the live stream was fine. But the recorded audio for the podcast had some problems, which took a lot of tweaking and manual adjustments to fix. But not only does it sound better, I would say it sounds better than the previous episode of the podcast. Lessons learned. So do enjoy the episode. Next episode will be out a day or two after recording, as per the expectations. So please do look forward to that. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at Agent. That's E-I-J-I-K-E-N for any updates to live streams and the podcast. Thanks. Love you guys. Enjoy. Hello, all of you beautiful people out there, and all of you dusty-ass motherfuckers who, I don't know, still think that for some reason we should, like, celebrate Columbus Day and shit for Christopher Columbus, despite the fact that the story is all fucked up on that guy. But we are here once again for this week's episode of The Toppiest Tier. The show where we make a tier list out of just about anything. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out. If you happen to be hanging out either through the audio form of the podcast or if you happen to be catching this live on Twitch, I absolutely love you, like you, and appreciate having you here. It is me, your host, as usual, Jamario, aka Ajakin, to those of you who know me on the enters of the nets. And this week's tier list is. It's very topical because um, at the time that I am recording this, it is the day before Thanksgiving. And by Thanksgiving, I mean American Thanksgiving here in the U.S. The what is it? The fourth Friday, the fourth Thursday of November every single year. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, Shout out to all of you people who are Thanksgiving babies or your birthday happens to land on one of those things. Or if your birthday is today, happy birthday to some of y'all. Because of that, we decided that. We're just going to go ahead and do a Thanksgiving tier list, including not only the foods that you'll eat, but some of the sides and a couple of desserts as well. There are some of them that I decided not to put on there, like gravy, for instance, because, you know, you just don't simply eat gravy. Gravy is a condiment. It's an enhancer. You just splash that shit on some stuff and it either makes it better or worse. And I didn't think that that was fair. But so far, by my count, it looks like we have 24 items. And granted, yes, your Thanksgiving may look a little different than mine and vice versa or different than the next person's. But either way, um, I would say that the ones that I have listed here, they tend to be pretty consistent. 
you'll generally see them at just about every Thanksgiving in some way, shape, form, fashion, permutation. There are some other ones that if I didn't put it on there, it's because, you know, it's just a little uncommon. It's a little weird. Um, I did grab some weird picks because a lot of y'all, when I threw out the survey, really suggested it and it kind of surprised me. But hey, like I said, everyone's Thanksgiving is a little bit different. And with everything going on in the world today with the pandemic, Thanksgiving may look a little different for just about everyone this year. That being said, I hope all of you are staying safe. I hope you're staying calm and you're being nice to yourself throughout all of this because not your fault. I mean, it's a lot of these other people. So at least I hope it's not your fault. If this is your first time tuning in to the Toppiest Tier, this is the podcast where we make a tier list out of anything. It can be, you know, food, video games, sports, you name it. Topic changes every single time that we do it. And for those of you who don't know what a tier list is, let's go ahead and let's actually, as an example, let's use this week's tier list. So everyone's familiar with making lists of stuff. I mean, we are now in the generation of post-cracked BuzzFeed where listicles, list articles are a thing. Making lists is fun. A tier list is instead of you taking your top 20 of something and giving it a rank of one, you know, one through 20, you instead rank them by categories and the categories are letter grades. So just like in, you know, element in your school, where you got, you know, your letter grades for how your performance is, A, B, C, D, F. A tier list is just that. So you go instant, so you go thing by thing, item by item, and you give it a grade. And then what you will do is you will move that item up to that letter of tier list. So like if I said, hey, this is A tier, boom, it goes into the A tier. And then it's a much more, it's a much cleaner way to take a look at your list. You're not playing favorites. And it generates a lot of discussion. Everyone's tier list can look a little different and the categories can be different. Sometimes it's not with grades. Sometimes you just give fun category names or you just say like, yo, this is awesome, not so awesome, crap, poo-poo, shit, whatever. I choose to use letter grades because it's universal. Everyone understands. The grades that we use on the top is tier starts from the top S tier, S tier being the best. S tier, if you're not familiar with like the, the great letter grade S in certain parts of the world, giving a grade of an S is like an A++. You know, you're 100%. It's the top of the top. A, B, C, D, F. You know, F being, you know, the failing grade. It's trashed here, as we like to call it locally here. Also, um, I added an extra one called question mark, the question mark tier. You know, question mark is like, hey, I don't have enough information about this thing. I've personally never had it. So it's not fair for me to assign a grade to that. Because, you know, at the toppiest tier, we try to be... We, you know, it's a, it's a take, it's a show of opinions. It's a show of hot takes, spicy takes. Ooh, you know me, I'm the spice, I'm known as one of the spicy commentators in the rhythm game community, but we try to be fair and impartial for the most part. So as we take a look at this week's tier list, yes, if you are watching this episode of the toppiest tier and you haven't eaten yet, I mean, that sucks for you. You might want to like run to the kitchen really quick, throw something in the microwave, grab a snack because we're going to be talking about food today. And this is just like, this is just teasing, if you will, for next, for, for tomorrow, which hopefully a lot of you all, whether you do it with in very, very, very small control groups with your family, or if you just do it at home with whatever you have in a fridge, you, you smash some food. This week's tier list, what we are looking at today and this, by the way, is based off of not only my own experience, but for you. All of you all contributed to this tier list. So if you see some wacky shit, 
It's because enough of y'all said it. Someone says Stephen A. Smith is generally correct. Sir? <laughs> How much Stephen A. Smith do you watch? That man has some of the wildest takes out there. And him and Skip Bayless are like a perfect team because they, they're just like, okay, you met me. Fair enough. Someone in chat said, said I, I misunderstood. That being said, also, whenever you can also keep up with um, myself and the channel, if you follow me on all social media at Ajikin, E-I-J-I-K-E-N, that's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I will start kind of siloing some content on YouTube. And you can also, if you don't know, for those of you watching live, you can download these episodes of the Toppiest Tier, the audio version on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, or anywhere that you get podcasts. All right, this week's tier list, Thanksgiving foods. You have Brussels sprouts, stuffing, or dressing. Because some people like to clarify there's a difference. I say kick motherfucking rocks. Chinese food, mac and cheese, fried chicken, candied yams, deviled eggs, cranberry sauce, or, you know, relish as some people call it, jellied cranberry sauce, rolls, Mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, ham, pumpkin or sweet potato pie. None of y'all can tell what the difference of this one is. I challenge you. Green beans, turkey, apple pie, chitlins, pecan pie, potato salad, cornbread, corn or cream corn, and collard greens. So all of you all who are watching, I just want to see some, let's, go, let's get some quick takes right now. What do you think? I see shout out to green bean casserole. Yeah, that was a popular one. Green bean casserole was a popular one for some reason. People just decided to throw that on there. Like, y'all, I mean, it's all whatever. Um, chitlins are the worst. Here for the hot take. Ham is S tier. All in for greens. We're just going to go in order of this. Um, if this had a shuffle, if this had a shuffle function, I would go ahead and shuffle it. But we're just going to go ahead and start off in order. So... Brussels sprouts. This is QP's favorite. If you don't know, QP is the lady of the channel. Brussels sprouts, I'm immediately going to put in fucking D tier. Actually, you know what? No, F, trash. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> I can't. Who brings Brussels sprouts to Thanksgiving? There are only a few times in which I've had someone else's Brussels sprouts that fucking slap and go in. Brussels sprouts is one of those things where, like, just about everyone. Fucks Brussels sprouts up. The thin line of making Brussels sprouts tasty and edible to fucking them up is like microns thin. It's like a, a slate of obsidian. Atoms thin. And just about everyone is on the fucking upside of things. I don't know why. Me personally, if it weren't for like um, Leon, a.k.a. Leon Twix Mix, Fit Twix, but, um, professional chef, also has a Twitch channel. I probably would be along that same camp of fucking up Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, when you fuck them up, they taste bitter or they're just big balls of crunchy leaves. And there's a really fucked up way in which you got to like prepare them right. I mean, if you prepare them right, them bitches go in. Everyone's Brussels sprouts sucks. I think I'll come out and say it. If you're not a professional chef or have been educated by one, you kind of have no business fucking with Brussels sprouts. QP, I'm sorry. I love you. Brussels sprouts are trash. It is what it is. If you disagree, well, whatever. I mean, I'm, I hope that you had Brussels sprouts that slapped and went in. I would say Brussels sprouts are maybe like 0.5 for 10 in terms of scoring. They're having 
they they are like having a losing season, but they're they never they, they've had a losing season. They are zero, one tie, and then like ten losses. That's Brussels sprouts. So next up, we got dressing or stuff. So I'm gonna put that at B tier. So there's a reason why it's like good stuffing is A tier, probably even S, right? Bad, really terrible stuffing or dressing is fucking like D. And by that, I mean no seasoning. You just have some just raw ass breadcrumbs. Or if you, so there's, there's kind of two ways you can do it. You can go for it. You can do it the traditional way, which you like jam it inside the fucking turkey hole. And then like cook that along with the turkey, the turkey and the turkey juices and everything kind of season it as well as like all the other stuff you put in it. Or you can just kind of cook it outside of it and scratch in the oven. Both are solid. In my opinion, one is not better than the other. If you just like make that shit dry and you just like are basically serving the equivalent of croutons to people or the worst thing, like that shit is just soggy and just gross and I don't mean like fluffy, soggy, like it took on some of the turkey juices. I mean like someone just dumped a bunch of fucking salt water in that shit. You just have some soggy ass stuffing porridge. What the fuck? I hate that shit. That shit is so annoying. It's so bad. I'm not going to name names because I don't think any of them are, are here. I've had some pretty terrible ass stuffings from some of my friends. That shit was trash. I've had some pretty terrible ass stuffing from my family members. Them shits was trash. I would say that it's not my closest family, but maybe like extended, extended family. When like you do like a function, a family reunion or dinner. I've had some pretty shit ass stuffing from my own relatives. And most of my family is here in Cleveland or from the fucking South. As someone in chat just said, yeah, there's a very fine line between making some solid stuffing and then making some hot bullshit. But overall, I'd say they kind of average out that stuffing is always a welcome. It's a staple for the Thanksgiving dinner, and it's always welcome. If you don't like it, fine. There's nothing wrong with you. I would say it's, it's one of the quintessential sides of a Thanksgiving. Next up, Chinese food. Chinese food is S tier because Chinese food places hold the one reputation of being one of the only restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving. I don't know what it is about like Chinese food on Thanksgiving, but that shit just hits mad different though. That shit claps for no applicable reason. You know, you could say that as a millennial, I'm biased because the Christmas story has implanted it. Same time, have you had Chinese food? Have you fucking had Chinese food on Thanksgiving? You should, you should try it. Or even as someone said, Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, which, you know, it's even better. I'd say it's even better for the day before Thanksgiving because the day before Thanksgiving, fun fact, is one of the busiest days. In some places, is the busiest day for bars. Because if you think about it, you have all of this family coming in town. No one wants to cook shit. They usually don't get there during the day. They usually get there like the evening. Maybe they ate or something or you guys ate already. And then afterwards, what do you want to do? You want to sit there and you want to talk and shit? Hell no. I'm about to spend like fucking eight hours with you motherfuckers tomorrow. Probably even longer. Let's fucking go to the bar. Let's catch up. Let's get some brewskis. Let's get some drinks. Let's get fucked up. Let's have this mad hangover. And then depending on what type of cultural subsect, ethnicity or what have you and income you come from, 
You make the dumb decision to wake up the next day and then run a 5K turkey trot while you're hungover as fuck. It's, it, it fits in. But having some Chinese food, it's quick, it's easy. It, it gives you that grease layer so you don't like get super fucked up the next day. It just hits. Chinese food, S tier. First S tier of the day. Let's go. Next up, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, S tier. So I was talking with QP today over the phone uh, while I was running some errands. She's cooking. She wanted to know what to cook. And she's like really nervous. This is her first Thanksgiving with my family. She's like, oh, what if it tastes bad or whatever? And it's and she's making a dessert. So I was just like, you know what? It's, it's no big deal. Make it. Try it. If it doesn't taste good, don't fucking bring it. If it tastes good, bring that shit. It's not like you're bringing mac and cheese where like you're the designated mac and cheese person. And if you fuck that up, you lightweight might have fucked up Thanksgiving. If you bring some ass macaroni and cheese around my family, you're going to get roasted forever. They might even tell me to break up with you. And you know what? I would strongly consider it because mac and cheese is that fucking important. Hell, you can even bring like some vegan mac and cheese. And if that shit claps hard enough, people are going to be like, all right, she's pretty all right. She's pretty cool. I go, oh, shit. Oh, this is vegan. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. This is some vegan cheese. Oh, shit. You can make or break a Thanksgiving off of some mac and cheese. Something someone brought up on social media was, what about mac and cheese that's like homemade or like the store-bought shit? There's a reason why I didn't split it. Homemade mac and cheese is always going to be like, boom, you got to fucking do this. This is your time to shine. You hold, you hold an important task. This is precious. One of the, the key sides to Thanksgiving is in your hands. You can make homemade, or if you do store-bought, there is only one acceptable store-bought, and you got to get the store, the Stouffer's. The Stouffer's, and I'm not talking about like the, the TV microwave dinner bullshit. I'm not talking about Blue Box. I'm talking about the shit that comes in a fucking metal tray that is the size of this goddamn fucking table that you, that you get done with that shit in the oven. It gives you directions. You can never listen to those directions because chances are the tin will be fucking 400 degrees Celsius and glowing red hot. But as soon as you open that bitch, the center of it is ice cold. It takes actual skill. It takes actual experience to properly cook the fucking tin of Stouffer's mac and cheese properly without leaving a giant block of ice in the center. But that shit is good. Like, and I'm not saying it because, like, I can go ahead and drive 10 minutes to the Stouffer's headquarters and factory with the large fridge where you can buy that shit. But, like, for real, Stouffer's mac and cheese is, like, the only acceptable store-bought. They, they, just, they just different with that Stouffer's mac and cheese. It's insane how good it is. If you're not bringing that shit, we don't want it. Don't bring that shit. If you bought it from a store, you better lie about that shit. You better take off all the labels. You better transport that into another tin. And you better fucking lie and say that you made that shit. Which is going to be great because then you're going to pigeonhole yourself into bringing that same lie over and over again. That being said, why would you start yourself off with a lie? Why are you committing to the lie? Don't start your Thanksgiving off with lies. Make it homemade. There's plenty of recipes out there. You can do it. Just test it at home. Make some shit. Don't fuck it up. So next up, fried chicken. So I'm going to say that fried chicken is secret S tier. Everyone likes to talk about turkey being the go-to meat, in which I will agree it's essential. But y'all, 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 have you had 
some good ass fried chicken? Or have you had someone bring some fried chicken off some off the low to some Thanksgiving dinner? Bruv, bruv, my guy, my guy, that shit goes brazy. If someone brings fried chicken, you'll be surprised at how much turkey you don't get. You'll fucking throw like two of them fried chicken legs or like a wing or whatever on that bitch. And you may get like a little, <laughs> a little paper slice of them turkeys and shit with like a tiny dollop of gravy. And then you just fucking just go about your business. It's wonderful. If no one, if, if no one has decided to bring fried chicken to the Thanksgiving dinner, secretly be that person one year. And what's crazy, what's really crazy is that the fried chicken, you don't have to make it. You can totally show up with some kernel, some church's chicken. You can show up with some like Publix chicken, some, some Ralph's, some Safeway, Topps, Tar- you know, you name it. Name your brand. As long as the breading and the seasoning hits right, you can show up with that and people are going to be like, you know, this was a good ass idea. Who, who did this? Who, whose man's was this? Whose man's is this that brought the fried chicken? As we'll find out, turkey is a very, it's a very fickle meat. Maybe you don't like turkey, which is fine. It's all whatever. Maybe you don't eat ham. Maybe you don't eat pork. You know, fine, whatever. Having another protein, another meat, another backup substance, besides like relying on that turkey and hoping that the gravy hits... It's it's pretty key. It's pretty fucking clutch, my guys. I think it's I think that's a sleeper. More people need to need to be bringing fried chicken. Next up, candied yams. So, fun fact about Ajikin, I cannot eat sweet potatoes. I'm essentially allergic to them. Bad things happen. What's interesting is that I that wasn't I it wasn't always that way in my life. Um it's something that just developed over the years, but even as a kid, that shit tasted bad. There's going to be a disclaimer to this. Me, personally, this shit's trashed here. Sweet potatoes, candied yams, that shit is ass here. However, because we try to be impartial here at the top is tier, it is an A tier. I would say that sweet potatoes is another one. Candy yams is another one that's like an atypical Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving staple. But I will say, compared to like some of these S tier ones and the ones that are going to pop up, it's not going to be the worst if you miss it. If someone doesn't bring it, you could still have like a solid fucking Thanksgiving dinner. But you will, I would say that most people will miss the yams. The only reason it's not S tier is one, I, in my good conscience, cannot make that S tier. It, it just can't be. You know, my, my hand will refuse. Look, it's shaking already thinking about moving it to S tier. It's, I know this makes for terrible audio for people who are listening to the podcast, but it's shaking. My RSI is flaring up real bad thinking about trying to slide that one tier up to S tier. I recognize and respect the game that candied yams have. It is really easy to fuck up some candied yams. You can do mashed sweet potatoes, which is fine, but that shit doesn't hit right. That's like, that's phoning it in, in my opinion. That's taking the easy route out. You got to have like the chunks of yams. And then second, you have to use some syrup, some maple syrup or a brown sugar glaze. And then if you really, if you're balls, and I mean this in the most gender neutral sense, because, you know, the ladies out there and my NBs out there, you can have figurative balls, right? If your balls are huge, 
Then that's when you go for that marshmallow. The marshmallow topping is like, if you are really trying to fucking go for it, if you are about your shit, if you are about your fucking shit, you know what you're doing and you can properly put that on there without burning it and just get that light, lightly toasted brown top. It'll set it the fuck off. But most people, they don't get that shit right. So the safe bet is always just to perfect. You, you get a good foundation, right? Don't don't do like like a lot of these a lot of these new homes, this fart architecture as it's now being called. You just make it look really nice and modern on the outside, but the foundation is shit. You got to have a solid foundation with your candied yams before you decide to go extra and throw some bullshit on it. That's that. I think I'm content leaving it at A tier. Deviled eggs are fucking trash, guys. F tier. One Deviled eggs, whenever you're make, whenever people make deviled eggs, have you been in a kitchen when someone's making deviled eggs? That shit smells like foot and ass. And I don't mean like I've been walking around and like I've, I farted. It doesn't smell like that. Like it smells like, oh man, I had a terrible day. I worked out. I had a giant, I had a sweaty day. I was working outside and I take my pants off my underwear to throw them in the wash and oh shit, the fuck is that? That's what deviled egg preparation smells like from what i know like deviled eggs are awful it's really easy like when i say really easy i would say that it's almost guaranteed that you're going to make mid to trash tier deviled eggs i would say that the proper the people who make amazing deviled eggs are the ones who probably voted for trump or are in that generation of people who voted for trump and believe whenever a car behind you flashes its lights, it's a gang initiation. They're going to come and rob you. It's those people who know how to make like the most hidden deviled eggs. You know, you go over to your friend's Thanksgiving because, you know, maybe your family lives across the country or in a different state or for whatever reason, you just can't go. They have that racist ass grandma that says some out of pocket shit. But I guarantee you them deviled eggs probably be hitting though. Grandma Edna. You said some problematic ass shit. You compared me to like all sorts of primates, but them deviled eggs is pretty all right. Sure. Yes, someone said in chat, they're deep fried deviled eggs. Nobody really makes those. Deviled eggs are like, they're an appetizer. Like you just, you don't get deviled eggs and you put them on your plate. Whenever you go up to get your plate at Thanksgiving, plate space is at a premium. Why would you waste that little plate space? You know what's a better, better appetizer? Some, some dip. Some buffalo dip, some chips, some salsa, some other bullshit. Or you just go in and you try to steal little pieces of like ham and turkey and chicken. Everything else is better than deviled eggs. It's just awful in every single way. Yeah, exactly. Or even like a veggie tray. If someone brings like a charcuterie board because y'all have some fancy bitches. Some, a veggie tray is always going to be more solid. I would rather put some celery and some carrots on my plate, this precious little plate, than some deviled eggs. Them bitches is trash. Next up, cranberry sauce. Cranberry relish, as it's called, or homemade. A tier. It is a, this is what I'm noticing is starting to become a hotly debated topic. The whole cranberry jelly, the shit that comes out the can versus the cranberry sauce that you make yourself. And I will say this. Fuck yeah, cranberries are delicious. Like homemade cranberry sauce is amazing. And if you're someone who knows how to like make that shit properly, 
it will enhance every fucking thing on your plate. Cranberry sauce is amazing because that sweet and tart makes it like one of the most splashable foods out of everything on this fucking tier list. You can literally put that shit on anything. As easy as it is to make in the era of YouTube, Google, and Pinterest, a lot of people, it's, it's easy to make, but I will say this. When was the last time you found fresh cranberries? When was the last time you've gone to the store and seen like, ooh, some frozen cranberries or some fresh cranberries? It's one of those things that it's like really tough to get as easy as it is to make. Not to mention, compared to like the can and shit, nobody ever makes enough. No one ever makes enough of it. It's also really easy. I mean, you also have the potential of like making some mid-ass cranberry sauce. Maybe you didn't sweeten enough, so now it's just like really tart and bitter. Or you sweetened it too much, and now it just completely drowns out, and you just have like literally cranberry like syrup sauce. Or you don't use enough cranberries, or you use too many cranberries, so that shit's just chunky as fuck. It's really, it's, it's, there's a, I wouldn't say there's a fine line compared to some of the other stuff, but the potential for fuck up is there. And that kind of sucks a little bit. I wish it was more of a thing for people to make homemade cranberry sauce, but that leads me into the jellied, which is goddamn S tier. It is fucking S tier. Don't f fight me if you want. You won't. If you do, you'll probably lose. One thing about jelly cranberry sauce is that shit is maximum consistent. Whether you get the ocean spray, the Welch's shit, or you get the shit from like Aldi, or even some Trader Joe if you're like in between bougie, that shit is hitting. Jelly cranberry sauce has tasted the same way since you were four fucking years old. No, even two. Fuck that. Since you were eight months old and your parents and your family was feeding that shit to you. You've grown up with this jelly cranberry sauce. That shit hit then. It still hits now. And no matter, you can never go wrong with it. You can splash it on things. But compared to like the, the cranberry, the homemade cranberry sauce, you don't have to worry about that shit running. If you're, if you're like me sometimes where you don't want your food to mix or you want to be in control of the action, you don't have to worry about like this, this cranberry sauce fucking seeping its way into every goddamn thing you can be like hey i can choose to like cut a little sliver top that shit on the turkey give that dry ass turkey a little bit of moisture and some sweet and tartness throw that on some stuffing you can get real crazy and throw down some greens i mean it's it's endless what you can do you can even go with some pro strats do you know it's cranberry jelly so you can like spread that shit on some rolls my guy my guy it is nuts how good the canned shit is if you don't like canned cranberry sauce it's because you've convinced yourself that homemade is the only way to go or you're bougie as fuck in which haven't you seen there's a pandemic out there people are losing their jobs don't be like that don't be that way we eat the rich out here these days we about eating the rich don't be showing that side of yourself next up rolls so i'm gonna put rolls in b tier and here is why rolls are so i would say at thanksgiving having a bread a, a grain a starchy thing is pretty necessary but i would say that having the, the presence of the bread is necessary 
plate space is at a premium. And sometimes I would say that out of all of the out of all of the things that you'll get, and you have you have like a full plate, right? That roll is getting the cut. That roll is getting axed first. It's getting cut. If you have to make your Thanksgiving plate salary cap, that bread is gonna be sent to free agency real quick. Rolls are also the thing that there's the highest likelihood of being left over at the end of it. You'll always be stuck with rolls. People always bring too much or too little. And most of the people who are like really about their rolls and shit are once again, the people who are look forward to fucking deviled eggs every Thanksgiving. You have to be a particular type of person that you're like, man, I want to sop up all these juices with this roll. And you know, no more power. That's that doesn't, I wouldn't say like compared to some other things that that makes you a crazy person or it's a tell of like how you turned out in life. But like, you know, it's not for everyone. Not to mention rolls. While you can have some bad rolls, rolls range from mid to great. And the greatness starts and borderline ends with king hawaiian rolls the sweet rolls in which man those things are fucking great those are s tier by themselves but we're keeping this tier list very general king hawaiian rolls are od 10-0 busted banned banned in all tournaments it is unfair how good they are but most rolls are mid and you know they're they're forgettable but they're pretty essential so they're b tier nothing wrong with picking them someone said man zoe said king hawaii is so so you have I would say you have the spiciest takes today. Don't you ever disrespect King Hawaiian Rolls. Them bitches clap to the outer edges of the Milky Way. Like, the clap that King Hawaiian Rolls make can be heard in the Andromeda Galaxy. That is how hard they clap. Busted. It is the exception, not the rule, as, as someone said. Exactly. So, next up, mashed potatoes. I'm going to put mashed potatoes at A tier. Reason being, they're slept on. Like, what happened to the days where, like, mashed potatoes used to be prevalent in Thanksgiving dinner? If you don't like sweet potatoes, like me, can't eat them, you have your mashed potatoes to fall back on. Mashed potatoes and gravy is such a power combination that it was the default. Like, if you went to your, your, your commissary, your lunch line, your lunchroom in school, in elementary, secondary, middle school high school, whatever. If you didn't say shit on mashed potatoes day, that lunch lady was dumping gravy on that bitch. It's just assumed. And gravy is prevalent at Thanksgiving. There needs to be more. The reason it is not S tier is because just like these three right here, just like everything else in A tier, it's consistency. It's consistency keeps it from S tier. I'm sure everyone in this that is listening to this and is in this stream chat has has had some has had some mashed potatoes that were basura. They were some booty potatoes, whether they were too creamy when you wanted lumpy or them bitches was just like literally you were eating starchy ass rocks. But I will say like mashed potatoes, it's really easy to make good mashed potatoes. It's tough to make exceptional mashed potatoes. It is not terribly hard to make some terrible fucking mashed potatoes. Getting the consistency right is the easiest part. For some reason, everyone and their mother forgets to season these bitches. Which, fine. If you're going to serve some plain ass mashed potatoes, go, go for it. By all means. But you need to give people a heads up and say, hey, these mashed potatoes are unsalted. I don't know. Peeling a bunch of potatoes is a little bit of a pain in the ass. That's why I just generally don't make mashed potatoes. And I, for the most part, I don't even buy potatoes because I can never eat them up quick enough by myself. I'm a single guy. 
as in I live by myself. I can't eat potatoes at the rate before they go bad. Making like smooth mashed potatoes is a little bit of a pain in the ass. You got to peel them and then you got to toss them in there. You got to boil them to fucking death. And then you just fucking go in on mashing that bitch. If you do mashed potatoes with the skin, you got to like cut them up. And you can only do that with certain types of potatoes. You can't get your stock ass brown Idaho potatoes and expect that shit to work. You can do it with like red skin or like the Yukon potatoes. You can accidentally make some ass potatoes. You know, it's, it's that consistency keeps it out of S tier. You know, hashtag bring back mashed potatoes to Thanksgiving. It, they need to be there. You need to have the alternate to sweet potatoes. Next up, green bean casserole. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, y'all. Yes, the Toppiest Tier is a podcast run by a person of color. You know, we keep racism or anything like that. Actually, we're going to bump it to D tier. Racism or anything like that, you know, that can get the fuck out. But this is also comedy. You know, you punch a certain direction in, in comedy. Please don't be offended when I say green bean casserole must be a white people thing. I have never seen it at any of these black ass cookouts or Thanksgiving that I go to. It's rare. Not to mention, what's up with, uh, with you folks trying to make everything into a casserole? Why? Green beans are fine on their own. Why are you trying to casserole that shit? It's, it's actually easier to make really good green beans. You're making, you're putting way more effort into making it into a casserole. And you run the risk of fucking it up by burning it or undercooking it and all of that shit. As someone said, yes, in chat, it's a waste of fucking energy. You went through all of this for what? Yes, it is. I will say that. <laughs> funniest thing in chat. We, get, we can't season stuff, so we got to try something. Fair enough. You know what? I'll let you have that. But green bean casserole is high risk, high reward. I'm putting it in D tier because in all in all, it's not trash. Like it's edible. It's good. But like it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of effort. Half the time when y'all bring green bean casserole, the shit looks fucked up. Doesn't look appetizing at all. You just kind of look at that like, oh, what? Seldom, unless like you know the family, you know who's bringing it. It's announced in advance. If you just show up, if you are the rand, if you are the newbie at Thanksgiving for a family and you bring it, people are always gonna walk up to the say, walk up and say, oh, what's that? Which is kind of borderline an insult, right? When people go, what the fuck is that? Like, if you're doing some off-the-wall shit, like some shit that no one's ever seen before with an entree, sure. You know, that's not an offensive question. Whoever walks up to a green bean casserole that's never seen it before and goes, ooh, what is that? They usually go, oh, well, what's that? To be fair, let white people have it totally, by all means. Y'all know how to casserole shit the hardest. And my hat goes off to you. I tip it to you. Green bean casserole's fucking extra, and it has no business being that extra. Who eats cream of mushroom soup? Now, cream of mushroom soup, cream of mushroom soup is secret tech, by the way. You can add some cream of mushroom soup to a lot of things, and it sets it the fuck off. Put that in some mashed potatoes? That's some secret ass tech. You want a quick way to make mashed potatoes not taste like ass if you're afraid of using too much, too little butter, too, too much salt, too little salt. You don't know if you should add fucking like green seasoning to it. Throw some cream of mushroom soup in that shit. That shit claps up. Green bean casserole, y'all wildin' with that shit. Ham, S tier. I will say the only way to fuck up ham is to undercook it. If you don't like ham, you probably don't eat it. You can't eat it. You don't like pork. You know, more power to you. Ham is almost guaranteed to be clutch. 
it is it almost always deserves a spot on the plate not to mention a pretty sizable spot give me that dumbass slice and it's even better it's a consistent it is always going to be top tier if you get honey baked ham bruh 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 glazed ham is dope we haven't even talked about the next part in which I will say that out of all of these things, because there's a factor that scales upward with this and is super consistent that leftovers, everything in S tier leftovers the next day hits, hits just as hard, if not harder. And then you go down and, you know, it starts to kind of like fade out to like deviled eggs. Not only does deviled eggs not hit as a leftovers the next day, but it'll probably give you food poisoning. Ham has a high floor as a leftover. Bruh, the floor, it starts up here. It starts up here. You can just have it as a plate, or as someone said, slap that shit on a ham, as on a sandwich, on two, two slices of some bread, bruv. It's even better because you get like some nice thick cut ham. Woo! Oh my god! Oh my god, it's so good. It is so unbelievable. All right, all right, Jad. Talking about two slices of Hawaiian bread with a ham sandwich. That's 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 fat kid strats. We don't need that. You trying to have us all messed up. That is you you can't be doing that. That is overindulgence, my guy. The only bad ham is ham that is not cooked enough. Like cuz even if you get like you know ham that doesn't have like a good glaze on it you can still like add like a cranberry sauce modifier to it that'll make it taste amazing you can if it's your jam you can like hit it with a little bit of like some candied yam juice make and balance it out that way tap some stuffing onto that some dressing onto that and you give it like that saltiness that you need or if it's like you know what this is some mid-ass ham the next day you make that bitch in a sandwich and it fucking goes it goes so much what is wrong with y'all? Ham is essential. It's the it, it, it's a showpiece. It's wonderful. Get some ham into your life. And if you can't eat ham, then that's fine too. Okay, so next up, pumpkin or sweet potato pie. I use the same image because I guarantee you, you can't even tell me what this is by looking at it. Sorry. To me, they taste the same. Terrible. Death immediate death i'm gonna put it in b tier it's essential it is it's one of the staples of dessert it's it's the most fall fucking dessert next to like apple pie right and apple pie is also like a summer dessert you know what fuck y'all okay all right calling out that it's pumpkin fuck y'all that's what i say and by the way, a little peek behind the scenes, I totally grabbed a sweet potato and a pumpkin pie one, and the lighting was just about the same. Sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie, they're the same level. You know, they're about just as delicious as the other. Most pumpkin pies are mid as fuck. They're mid, they're just like, it's, I will say that pumpkin pie has gotten lazy and complacent with its status. It just knows it's going to be there. Pumpkin pie is like that fight is like the fine person that's like, man, they they look so good. They're so attractive and they know they're attractive. So they just like coast their way through life and shit. That's pumpkin pie. It knows it's going to be good. It knows it's going to it knows that no matter what, it'll be mid at worst. 
Granted, I will say this, unless you are just winging a recipe and making it up off the top, you know, spitting it off the dome, you have to try to fuck up sweet potato or pumpkin pie. It's really tough. If you follow any recipe, you kind of have to like go well out of your way to fuck it up. In which, yeah, you deserve not to be invited back to the, you know, to the dinner if you fuck up some like pumpkin or, th- or you know, sweet potato pie. I will say that everyone expects it, but it's not the game changer. It's just good. It's about what you expect it to be. There's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Sweet potato and pumpkin pie, they're just like, you know what? Good. If someone makes some slapping, some slapping sweet potato or pumpkin pie, you'll hear about it. But more often than not, it's just going to be like, yeah, I expected this. It's about what I, I, this is what I signed up for. So next up, green beans. Regular green beans are going to be beets here. Because just kind of like the rest of them on this, the difference between making some amazing green beans and some fucking hitting ass green beans, it's vast. However, just like the rest of these, everything in the beets here, the, the floor for it starting off is about, it's, it's, it's about here compared to here and then here for like A, it's here. Like as long as you cook them all the way, it's fine. Green beans are pretty unoffensive. Even if you don't season them, it's not going to be a slight to the chef or anything. If you like, take some salt and pepper and just sprinkle that shit on there. Green beans are fine. If you fucking know what you're doing and you can throw like either some turkey neck bones, some beef neck bones, or some bacon and some green beans, cook that shit maybe with like some, like a little bit of like a vinegar marinade and some shit fancier. Or like some sherry vinegar, what have you. My favorite thing to do is I take some green beans. I will cover them in honey and like sprinkle a little bit of like red pepper flakes and some and some ground pepper on that shit. And then toss that shit in the oven and roast it. Whoa, that shit pops. You didn't know about that hat? Congratulations. Take that with you. I have now gifted you a dope way to make some green beans. Green beans at their worst are always mid they are never terrible ever the only way they're terrible is if you really fuck them up and then at that point why did you even bring them the fuck next up turkey here the fuck we go turkey is c tier turkey is by far out of everything on this list the most overrated but it is also the most quintessential item for Thanksgiving. It is crazy how that works out. The reason why turkey is C tier is because eight times out of 10, it is going to be dry as fuck. No matter how much dressing or stuffing you jam up into the fuck hole that is that turkey, Like, you can fist, like, the best croutons and shit in there ever. You can even brine it properly. But, like, you have approximately, while it's in the oven, you have approximately 30 seconds between that turkey being juicy. And I, okay, actually, I'd say plus or minus 30 seconds. The minus 30 seconds is you undercooked that bitch and you about to fuck everybody's stomach up and send some people to the hospital to juicy and perfect to... This shit is dry, and it feels like I put those desilicant packs that come in electronics in my fucking mouth. 
the original strats for turkey, fist some stuffing into it, and then you cook it. The drippings kind of like, you know, season the stuffing. You take that shit out and the leftover drippings you use to make turkey gravy. And then you use that turkey gravy to put on top of the turkey to give it some juice, to, to add some moisture. When you do that, you're basically accepting the fact we have to do this because in the process of, of roasting this turkey, we made it fucking dry. We dehydrated this bitch. We borderline made turkey jerky. No one wants to get up and continuously grab beer, water, what have you, to keep your mouth from being a fucking desert with this turkey. So we had to reintroduce the moisture that we cooked out of it on top of it to make ourselves feel better. Now, don't get me wrong. Gravy is fucking solid. I love gravy, but it fucking sucks. If you happen to like go to a Thanksgiving that doesn't have gravy or the gravy is like just it got, it got bodied by the rest of the family. That turkey is dead now. Like you, you can't have that turkey. That's just not getting anywhere on the plate. You have to make that decision to not get it. Eight out of ten times you're making some dry ass turkey. Nine and ten. Deep fried turkey. That shit is great. But deep fried turkey comes at the risk of you burning your entire fucking house down. It's so common that there's statistics. There is a statistics and firefighters actually have to, like, actually staff for Thanksgiving because motherfuckers burn their house down, deep frying a turkey. The number 10 is you just have turkey making down to a science, so you just fucking do it. If I were to give you a revolver that has 10 chambers, I know that probably doesn't exist for real. Work with me here. If I were to give you a gun that had a revolver that had 10 chambers and two bullets in it, would you play Russian roulette? Fuck no, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't play it off of a one out of 10 chance. Why are you taking that chance with turkey? Good turkey is awesome. It has the reputation for, it is, to, turkey is Thanksgiving. But fuck me, turkey is almost always dry as fuck. The only saving grace is leftover turkey sandwiches are pretty fucking good. They're pretty awesome. But that's also some magic of like how microwaves fucking work. It stimulates moisture by magic of science and reverse wizardry. You put a piece of turkey into the microwave. It makes it more moist. You can't do that on Thanksgiving Day because that's fucked. But like the next day, some magical shit happens. Some wizardry. It's pretty crazy. So turkey is C tier. Next up, apple pie. Apple pie, I'm also going to put at B tier. Because apple pie is one of those things where it's like, if it's there, great. If not, eh, whatever. Homemade apple pie is something that you can easily fuck up. Like making a good apple pie is a very delicate process. It's a very, it's a tip, it's a, what's the word? I wouldn't say unstable, but like it's a very, you know, it, there's an edge to it, right? You can have too many apples and the apple pie tastes dry. You can have too little apples and then you just made apple goop and it becomes moist and like terrible to cut and messy as fuck. You can have too little breading or whatever. An apple pie, I would say almost out of almost all of these is 
you're better off just buying some store-bought shit. There's only one store-bought out of, on this list, and that's Chinese food, and some other fuckers made that. You didn't just go to the grocery store and buy that. Everything else needs to be homemade for it to like hit properly. Or, I mean, or mac and cheese, like the Stouffer shit. Apple pie, you can take it or leave it. If it's not there, no one's really going to lose their fucking minds over it. Next up, chitlins. I don't, why, why do we even need to have this discussion? Chitlins are trashed here. They're the worst. They're at the bottom of the tier list. If you've never experienced a household with chitlins, good for you. You're not missing anything. It is only horrible experiences. Making deviled eggs, preparing deviled eggs smells like, smells like your pants and underwear after like a sweaty workout day. Chitlins, I will say, all right, so anyone who is from the country from the South and blackity black ass folks who are listening to this podcast and watching this stream, we all know what chitlins are. Um, QP chitlins, chitterlings, as they are, you know, if you were to enunciate everything and spell it properly, they are pig intestines. That's it. They're pig intestines. Shitlins. I understand the historical context behind it. I understand that they're like one of the blackest ass foods. But everyone who is one of those groups, you remember the first time that you walked into the kitchen or walked into the house and you smelled when grandma, mom, your uncle was preparing shitlins. You smelled that shit. You know what that's like. You remember what that's like, and it burns in your it, it burns it into your your existence. It, your mom may maybe wasn't the one who did it at your house, but maybe you went to like grandma's house or someone. Either way, it you know what that smell is like, and it's scarring. For once again, as like as QP, the lady of the channel never known because you know she's from she's an immigrant she's from europe the the smell comes from the fact that chitlins are pig intestines and you have to clean them which means you're literally going in them and you are cleaning out leftover dead pig shit you're you're cleaning that so your house smells literally like pig poop it's fecal matter that has sat inside these intestines for however long since the pig has been slaughtered or whatever. So you know it's like absorbed some of that essence and that smell via osmosis. After you clean it, maybe you like brine it or season it or whatever. Then what you do is nine, 90% of the time, you steam them. You boil them which through some scientific bullshit releases the smell of literal ass. You are literally releasing doo-doo particulate matter into you. You are atomizing, you're aerosolizing doo-doo particulate matter. You have to, it basically just makes it so that like, it's a room clear. It is a literal room clear for the household. Unless you like that shit. It is fucking insane at how effective it is it is i would say that chitlins 
someone cooking chitlins in the house is the equivalent of someone picking the cross power up in Castlevania. Screen flashes and everything is just fucking gone. All the enemies are dead. They're gone. They just disappeared. It is the fucking Hydra Storm Golden Cross or Grand Cross. It is nuts. QP says they make a dish in Poland that is a soup made of intestines. Ma'am, you make sure I don't get that shit. Because I will I will plane, I will capture plane ticket right the fuck back home. That'll be a divorce. We, we will do that. You steam them. And I will say, you know, peek behind a curtain again. This image for chitlins I got was fucking tough as shit. Because every image I got, it was wrong. Like it was like fried chitlins. In which, yeah, you know, fried chitlins, whatever. Or it just looked even worse <laughs> than, than this. And then the traditional way you eat chitlins, you just throw hot sauce on that shit. So you know it's some black-ass southern shit because you're putting hot sauce on that shit. It's awful. No one has ever... You can't sell anyone on chitlins. You can't describe chitlins and sell someone on it. You just have to let them try it and see if they like it. And then you go, oh, here's what it is. It's like those food traps in different countries. Like, as you said, flocky. It might be the flocky. It's the, it's the U.S. flocky where it's like, no one really eats this shit, but some crazy-ass tourists will. Except the difference is, if you grew up in, like, the blackest-ass household... There are people who like that shit. It's fucking nuts. It's unfortunate. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. It fucks up everyone. It's a room clear. It is the Castlevania cross. Don't do it. Next up, pecan pie. A tier. Pecan pie, I would say, is along with pumpkin sweet potato pie is like the essential Thanksgiving the only thing about pecan pie is that maybe everyone can answer this. Have you ever had a pecan pie that truly blew your fucking mind? Or has it always just been like, this shit is good. Yeah, this is fucking great. I have yet to have a pecan pie that has ever like blew your fucking mind off. If you can think of one that was that good, that says something because you have to like actually search and think of one. That's just that fucking good. You know, it's, it's pretty solid to be like, yeah, I need to have a pecan pie slice of it. But it's just like everything else where it's, yeah, this is, this is the shit. This is fucking awesome. It's pretty good. And that's kind of like, there's not too much else to say about pecan pie. It's a staple. It's good. If you are allergic to nuts, you know, sucks to suck. Sorry for your inferior genes, but it's pretty good. You're missing out on that one. Next up, potato salad. Trash. Don't be that person that brings potato salad. Don't let that be your job. If you, if you spring on potato salad first, everyone knows you're not making that shit. Everyone knows that you're getting some store-bought shit. I would say that next to rolls, next to rolls, potato salad is the thing that has the most leftovers, period. Where have you ever been to like anyone's, I would say not even Thanksgiving, to any cookout or any dinner where the potato salad got wiped out. Unless you have an award-winning recipe, that's just, there's going to be some leftovers. You don't ever have to worry about making too much. I mean, making too little. That shit's going to be left over. No one ever finishes off the potato salad. You're going to throw that shit out. It is what it is. Don't be that person that brings potato salad. It's not a good look. 
It, it shows that you're phoning it in. Do something else. Be more creative. Cornbread. Cornbread. Hmm. Cornbread is A tier. It is gatekeeping S tier. The reason being cornbread, cornbread totally deserves to be S tier. However, maybe I'm spoiled and I know what, I just know what good cornbread is. I'm surrounded by people who know what the fuck they're doing with some cornbread. But cornbread is one of those things that like, it's at this level. How did deviled eggs get even get on the list? Because people suggested deviled eggs. And it is kind of a Thanksgiving staple. Um, cornbread is like, the floor is pretty high. You know, if you make some bad cornbread, it's fucking terrible. But the difference between like good cornbread, cornbread's always good, and like just OD, irresponsible, this should be a legal ass cornbread, is one, if is it moist? Because it's really easy to make some dry ass cornbread. You just overcook it, you burn it or whatever, and that shit is dry as fuck. And one thing about cornbread is it tastes good, but it's the fucking worst when you have dry cornbread on your plate. You're actually bringing down the property value of your Thanksgiving experience. You are cheapening your experience with some terrible ass cornbread. But you can make that shit hit if you happen to be one of those magical people that like makes it from scratch and uses actual corn bits. <laughs> My God. And what's really cool is that the people who make that, I would say that there is no specific ethnicity group person that or type or demographic that can like say that we consistently make the best cornbread. However delicious your cornbread is, is a testament to your cooking skill. If you are a good cook, you can make some hit and ass cornbread. If you are mid or bad, it kind of scales with how it cornbread scales with your with your cooking aptitude. That being said, it is it's not wildly inconsistent like some of these other things below it. More often than not, you're just going to get some pretty good cornbread. But because it's always pretty good, I actually would almost always rather have cornbread than a roll. And compared to like rolls, you might there's a good chance there won't be any leftover cornbread afterwards. Think about it. A tier. Next up, corn or cream corn? Cream corn is good, and corn is good. But I'm just going to put it at B tier because it's fine. No one ever expects it. It's really good. People who make really good cream corn, that shit's awesome. Cream corn is like, meh, it's fine. If someone brings it, it's going to be a welcome addition. It's going to get a spot. If someone forgets it, Man, that's fine too. You know, you don't, I would say compared to a lot of these other things, corn, cream corn, it's the most missable. I will say that like, I think I can count the amount of times on one hand that I've had bad cream corn. It's just fine. Saying something is just fine doesn't make it a C tier in my opinion. If anything, that means it's just consistently good. It's consistently fine. Yeah, you, you know, someone in chat said it's underwhelming. That's kind of all it is, is like, it's never, it's rarely, it's almost never exceptional. It's just fine. It's the vegetable that has sweetness to it. There isn't too much to say off of it. Lastly, here we are. Reach the end of this tier list. Collard greens. 
Y'all should have known that this was going to be S tier. What the fuck is your problem? Holy fucking shit. What's wrong with you? Why? First of all, if you hate collard greens, I think I can go off of good authority and say that someone made those fucking terribly and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. There is a proper way to make collard greens. There is a wrong way to make collard greens. And then there is a just a way to make collard greens. The just eh way to make collard greens is you merely just boil them. And that's it. The terrible way is you steam them, you roast them, or you just serve them bitches fresh like a salad. Because that's not how they're supposed to be. Ah, here's a good example. So, QP, you say that they are bitter. I would say everyone else who's talk who's losing their minds about collard greens will disagree with you and say that collard greens are actually sweet. The reason, so what you do with collard greens is, yeah, you steam them and you boil them, but the, the, the secret tech, the thing that you have to do where people go wrong is you have to cook them with something. And that trick is you use turkey neck bones, pork neck bones. You can throw like roasted pork in it. You can throw like like a slab of like some roasted beef in it. Either way, you have to introduce something into it. Turkey tail, that's a new one. But like I've heard that before. Some oxtail. You have to throw something else into it. You also have to cook them long enough. Because yes, totally. Greens by themselves by themselves are bitter. When you cook them, season them long enough, that bitterness goes the fuck away. And you're left with sweet greens. Greens, when they're made well, they are sweet. And even if you like use vinegar, because a lot of people like they'll they'll use salt and vinegar and then throw like, you know, insert meat, <laughs> insert meat into it. Even with that, that salty and tart and tartness, you still get the taste of sweetness in these greens. Greens are something that is completely, you can't replace it. Greens have no equal on the Thanksgiving tier list. There's nothing like it. Someone not bringing greens, you, you're missing out. Like if you've never had like good greens with your Thanksgiving, you are being deprived of proper experience. It's unfortunate that you've lived your life this long without some solid ass greens. Yes, it is a, I guess it's an American thing. You're gonna try it and you're gonna go like, what the fuck? Just like pork chops, right? You can fuck up some pork chops really bad. You can have it prepared poorly, but if someone makes them right, you look forward to that shit. Greens are one of those. Ham hock, turkey neck bones, oxtail, turkey tail. You can throw some shit into it, and it's just, woo, that's the proper way to do it. That is the proper way to make some greens. Essential, always gets a place at the plate. One of the, it's royalty, needs to be there. So, that's going to be this week's tier list on the toppiest tier. Just as a recap, we're going to go in reverse. And by the way, if you want to follow along, if you want to make your own tier list, because I do want to see it. Also, the link will be posted in the podcast description this week for this week's tier list. Follow me on social media, E-I-J-I-K-E-N, Facebook, 
well, not Facebook. I mean, Facebook is if I know you. Like, well, we won't go there. Um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You can comment on any of the this on any of the podcast apps. I want to see your tier list. Let's see what you think. But going in reverse, trash tier, F tier, potato salad, chitlins, chitlins. Oh my god, trash. Deviled eggs, Brussels sprouts. D tier, green bean casserole. Not that it's bad, but it has a high chance for it to be mid or bad, and it's way too much effort. It's just extra as fuck. Just give regular green beans. C tier, the most overrated thing on this fucking list, turkey. B tier, corn or creamed corn, apple pie, green beans, just regular green beans, pumpkin and sweet potato pie, dinner rolls, stuffing. A tier, pecan pie, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, homemade cranberry sauce or cranberry relish as some people call it, candied yams, cornbread. The dope tier, S tier, top tier. Ham, jelly, cranberry, jelly cranberry sauce, fried chicken, mac and cheese, Chinese food, and the toppiest of tiers. And I, I think that is, it's safe to say this is the top. This is the number one, the toppiest tier of this week. Pew, 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 pew. In the namesake, collard greens. And once again, if you've never had collard greens prepared well, you need to try that. Anyone who is any of my people who are watching from other countries like Australia, people who have immigrated to the U.S. from Poland, hit your boy up. I will make sure that you get some good collard greens. I will give you a recommendation if I can't physically get them to you. You've missed out. So that's going to be this week's tier list. Ah, That's what we do here on the top of tier. I don't just throw things on a tier list and just bullshit it at least i always try to make sure that everything on the tier list i've had or do try in some capacity and if it's a tier list of something that i have no experience in that's going to be one of those days where it's a special guest episode where i'm not hosting shit someone else is hosting it which oh maybe some ideas for collaborations in the future if you're interested hit your boy up thank you all so much for tuning in today i hope everyone is staying well Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Try to stay safe out there, folks. Shit's rough out there. With the pandemic going on, if you can help it, try to avoid like the big-ass family gatherings so you're not super spreading yourself with anyone. I mean, even though I know personally with mine, mine is like really pushing the limit of it. Still, try to stay safe out there. Definitely is the most important thing because I like chatting with y'all. I like that y'all come here. I do this podcast and I do streams for y'all and I love seeing you back here and having these discussions with y'all. Please stay safe out there. As I like to say, wash your goddamn fucking hands, folks. If you do have to go outside, please wear a mask and social distance properly. Try to find maybe like five or six of your closest relatives and friends and have like a quarantine bubble where you can see each other because human interaction actually is important. Fuck Donald Trump. Glad that motherfucker is on his way out. Yeah. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Fuck fondant. I don't know. Chat. Um, what else? You know, let's, this is, this is your point to where you can contribute. You know, how are we feeling? Fuck this is get this off your spirit. Fuck chitlins. I understand it's a part of some African American history, but fuck them guys. Air out your grievances, chat. I think I can say on behalf of QP, fuck Polish banks.
that are behind on two-factor authentication and won't let you get your own money and shit. Fuck Polish banks. That's a that's a personal story that we won't get too much into, but fuck COVID. Yes, fuck COVID. Just in general, ruining everything this year. Black lives matter. Once again, be nice to each other, but ultimately be nice to yourself. This time of staying inside and everything is really tough on all of us. I know I spend the extra time. I went back to therapy over it. If you're nice to yourself and nice to each other, we'll all kind of pull through this together and we'll we'll get out of it. And we'll be back to doing fun shit. Till then, y'all have a good holiday. Don't kill yourself too much on Black Friday. I know in about two hours, your boy is going to try to score a PS5. Wish your boy luck. It's going to be rough. I hope I don't have to go and wait at GameStop to um, Black Friday. Send your boy good vibes to get that PS5. Eat lots of food, but not too much. Don't get too drunk. Make good decisions. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good day, depending on where you are. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving if it is applicable. If not, you just enjoy yet another Thursday in your life. I'm out. Have a good time, y'all.